Welcome to the Whispers from the Shadows first podcast episode. We just had a technical malfunction on the first episode, so <laughs> good things to come from this one. I'm Jimmy, <laughs> and as you can see to my, as you can see to the side of me, I have the lovely Miz, a good friend of mine. And uh, for the first episode, we're doing a versus. It's all horror based here on Whispers from the Shadows, so we're doing a first lovely episode of horror versus. And going uh, from like any main characters, arcs, different medias, comics, movies, whatever have you, um, yep. horror thrillers and uh, novels like that. But one of the ones we did start off with, and we went from there, was uh, Carrie versus Eleven from Stranger Things. And I yep. brought up one point and one point only as I feel Carrie would win for the sole fact that she has more control of her telepath, telekinesis, whatever you want to label it as, her powers over Eleven. Eleven's yes. feels so situational that if one of her friends are in danger, she can kick it on like the fight or flight risk situation. But for the most part, she's completely helpless or useless. I yeah. should say. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree with Miz on that one because, like, if if Will if Will or one of the other in her group was in danger, then Eleven would be able to stand toe to toe with Carrie for a little bit at least. But once Carrie gets to that level of piss offedness, that she just does Summons all kinds the of the eternal flames of hell literally into a gymnasium kind of thing yeah, yeah. makes mean... makes the floor open up and eat people like like what the i i i like 11 but i i can't i gotta go with carrie I, on that one yeah <laughs> I, I gotta give i gotta give it to carrie on that one because like i feel carrie would be the more 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 antagonist than protagonist in this in this sense because the way that she was written in the book versus in the movie, she was very like, oh, the world is against me. And then mm -hmm. and she always had that anger to use whenever she wanted to, to just start knocking yep. people off. <laughs> and then Eleven is just like, oh, no, my friends are in danger. Can I use my power a little bit? Maybe, maybe. Like, and then going from there, I brought up a, a, a topic that I, I would also like whoever's listening to, to think about. So most people, when it comes to horror movies, the serial killer genre started with Halloween. Everyone will mm -hmm. usually credit Halloween being the first real horror serial killer trope, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I will agree that Jason could be considered a knockoff or a variation or a retelling of that. People associate Freddy into that category, which I fully disagree, only for the sole fact of, like, it's more of an actual reason other than, you know, Myers trying to get back into his family and, like, Jason just trying to avenge his mom. After the second one, it just becomes the same trope. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. So does Freddy in some senses, but, again, it's because it's, like, they killed me this time, getting revenge on the next generation and continuing on with what his original plan was, this horror, like, you know, the horror to kids for yep. many other reasons. But that's where I stand on that personally. But who would win between jason and myers and the reason why i would want to bring that one up is because you see it time and time again shotgun being drowned being burned all these yep. things but yet they still come back it's like who would you consider being the strongest and see it, that definition it could be would you consider it with the bodies or the destruction they have done see for me honestly it would have to be It'd have to be Friday the 13th, number two, Jason, if we were going to do Michael versus Jason. If it was any of the other, any of the other Jasons, it, it, it would be more in favor of Jason for the simple fact that he's just this angry, 
little kid trapped in a monster's body that's trying to make his mom happy. So therefore, he's trying to do the, you know, hey, my mom wants me to kill the campers and the, the, I forget what Those who wronged me that wronged her. Yeah. And that's his, that's his main trope. Whereas Freddy is just like, I just want to kill. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Michael is, is just, I want to just kill. Mm-hmm. And again, even after the first one, get back to family dies, but then starts going the whole, I'm going to hunt my sister and kill anyone around her trope yeah. in a sense. Um, and then if, if you were to do it that route to where it was Freddy from Friday the 13th 2 and Michael Myers, I'd have to give it to Michael because at that point they're kind of like Michael is just ridiculously strong. He doesn't go down and stay down. And Freddie was uh, kind of just a big or I'm sorry. Jason was just a big (laughs) lumbering oaf in number two. Like that was his that was his thing. Like, yeah, he was strong, but he wasn't Michael Myers strong. Like Michael Myers took a eight inch butcher knife and suspended a 200 pound man off the wall by just slowly pressing it into him. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, I'm struggling a little bit. Pressed it through the center of his chest, the hardest part of your bone, or the hardest part of your chest, the sternum, and just slowly pushed it in with, like, minimal effort and then just let go of him and, st- and mm. just walked away. Did the same thing with the nurse, did the same thing with the 200-pound guy. But if we were to put him up against... Uh, and like you said, though, you're, we're, we're basing most of this off of... Uh, Friday the 13th part two, not mm-hmm. like the whole genre, because I was gonna say like, you could take even some like the weirdest shit from any of the horror genres or things like that. It's like, how often do you see your serial killer literally punch the head off of one of your characters? Like, yeah, uh, Jason in uh, uh, takes Manhattan. I think that was what number seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, when he just walks up, he, ki- he kicks the boom box first. And then they're like, what the f-? We're like, what the freak, man? And he then next thing you know, his mask up. No, because he has uh, the, the little boxer kid on the roof. and He's just fucking. <laughs> just yeah. fucking take his head off like and, and the dude's the dude's sitting there if i remember correctly the dude was tagging him pretty good and jason was like oh, he, he, yeah he just keeps fucking tagging him but like fucks up his hands and all that other stuff and jason's just boop. <laughs> just boop, like and landed in a garbage can and everything like that like, like i like do i think that michael could do something similar maybe but not in the same sense that exactly. that jason could because at that point he'd already gone to hell He'd already came back. He'd already done a whole bunch of other stuff, and he was getting ready to go to hell again. He went to space. <laughs> yeah. He's oh going to God. space later on in the franchise. But yeah, no, it's like... And see, that's where it's like really hard, because again, we're using very specific situations of like mm-hmm. versus... Like, you could say, you know, Michael from Halloween uh, H2O, and uh, oh, yeah, Jason that, it, from... Uh, he was a lot more badass Number five. One. Like, number five, which I don't think, I think it was at four or five that it wasn't the actual Jason, but it was someone mimicking Jason. I can't remember. But anywho, it's that, like, you're very circumstantial. And if we put them all together as a whole, that's what I would like to see is, like, who yeah. would we feel would win? Because many, many, many different reasons of where you can go with it, especially on power level scales and sense. Um, yeah. Like, again, we just talked about, like, Jason's little fucking repertoire being in hell you know in space and all of his being able to possess other people's bodies being able to control Mm -hmm. their minds and stuff like that make them do stuff that they wouldn't be able to do which is you know physically and humanly impossible when he just possesses them and then you got michael myers who just refuses to die he's just fueled he's just fueled by that angry little kid whereas you know same jason's the same 
where they're both fueled by essentially the same the same drive but one takes more of a supernatural route if you were to throw in like if you were to throw in like you know any of the other any of the other jasons and against michael myers michael for sure would lose like even jason x as stupid as that was <laughs> like, I mean, he's got some ingenious kills like with the fucking cryo freezing and smashing to the face and whatnot but oh yeah I, that's one of my favorite things about horror movies is that like they're they're willing to take risks that most like big budget film companies won't even like think of even as like a serious note it can start yeah. off as a goofy thing but like it brings a lot of good like I mean, like, look at what we got from the Saw franchise, at least the first early ones. We got, like, yeah. really ingenious different torture devices. Yeah, they get a really reverse bear hard. trap. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the way they do some things, it brings new to the table. And, like, that's one of my favorite things, too, and is what's really hard about doing these Versus series is you got to remember the decades and the times. Because, yeah. I mean, ni- 1930s, Dracula, Mummy, Frankenstein were all considered very graphic, very big horror movies. Yeah, yeah. They were terrifying. And then fast forward even 50 years, that's in the 70s, you have movies that have come out before that, like Day Psycho, of the Dead. Day of the Dead, you have um, Cannibal Holocaust, you have some mm-hmm. of these films that were shocking at their time. Imagine what it would do to people back then. Yeah. It's like and nowadays, I mean, we watch, you know, even Cannibal Holocaust today's standards, and it's like, wow, this is very tame. And then you yeah. watch some other movies out there, it's like, oh my god, especially foreign films, they're really, really good. I need to really yeah. brush up my foreign films, but like, they take some big risks, and it's very, very good. Yeah, like, I mean, even one of the first kills I remember watching as a kid, I can't remember which Halloween this was, but the uh, they did the typical if you have sex on screen, you're gonna die trope, and Two people just got done doing the deed and Michael walks over to where the bed's at and bends the guy in half like the, mm-hmm. his ankles are touching the back of his skull and he just, just closes him up like a suitcase. And then you have I think it was Friday the 13th, the third one or the it was either the third one or the fourth one. I can't remember. But Jason walks into a log cabin. Same situation. Doesn't do anything crazy. Just takes his little spear that he oh, has yeah. and <laughs> runs just starts running it through the guy repeatedly and the guy is just like blood flowing everywhere i did like how they brought that back for uh freddy versus jason where he just folds the fucking spring bed (laughs) yeah and and like i mean hell if if it wasn't for some of these some of these cheesy movies we wouldn't have big actors like johnny depp got his got one of his first big breaks from getting sucked into a mattress and yeah, that's dying. Still one of the most memorable scenes to this day. It's a fantastic yeah. scene. Wes Craven um, did that immaculately. Had an entire had the room scaled one to one size, and then just, just had like rotated it. Yeah, and then and just, just took gallons of blood and just. Oh, it's so beautiful! So beautiful. Um, like another verse that always pops into my head is, I love the series, but I hate the series at the same time. But it's like how would you classify like Ghostface versus someone because like there's really not that many things like Ghostface you could well hmm you could do like with that i think you could do Ghostface versus hmm, Patrick <laughs> Bateman maybe because they both kind of like you have one that's I, like a horror movie genre buff and he just wants to mimic one specific killer and then you have Patrick you have Patrick Bateman, who's just an unhinged psychopath. 
Yeah, but see, in that sense, again, you compare them to like more of like Cannibal Lecter, who are the smart but sociopathic and cannibalistic. You know, like there's there's so yeah. many alternate routes you can go with it. That's why I've always like with Ghostface, love him, hate him, whatever it is, like it not its own thing. Because I mean, there's plenty of movies where you have like a main character be the center like killer. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. like a uh, Cry Wolf. Um, you got uh, oh my god, last last house on the left last house on the left you can even apply it to in some senses um no there's one i, I just literally had in my head uh cabin fever is i think is what Ooh. i was thinking of yeah yeah um yeah it's just there's a lot of films that you can associate with it but like a main serial killer that way the only one i really could see sort of even associating with would be either leatherface or um the priest from hellraiser That'd be like the yeah. only two I could really kind of correlate with it. Unless you want to use like the cast from House of a Thousand Corpses, Double Rejects, and Three from Hell. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, yeah. I could see I could see I could see Devil's Rejects versus versus we'll we'll go Scream One since it was a team. For those yeah, that haven't seen it, right. it's a 30 year old movie. <laughs> Dude, no spoilers. It's it's like 20 something, but God, don't say that. <laughs> it, yeah, it came out it came out what, ninety ninety eight, I think, ninety nine. <laughs> Yeah, it, it came out like close like to 2000. If you yeah, haven't seen the first one yet, like it was scene. actually one of my favorites. But it's yeah, like I, could... it's, I love West. That's one of my favorite. Like, it's not my favorite West film, but it's, I love West for that. I'd have to say, I'd have to say, as far as like Wes Craven goes, my favorite film of his is oh New Nightmare. Oh my God, 96. Oh, I hate New Nightmare. Really? I hate New Nightmare. I absolutely hate <laughs> New Nightmare. It's I'll... fine. I appreciate it. I know it's a, a very good retelling in a sense and a better telling right. in some ways. It's just I don't like his look, and that's what killed it for me. I did not like his. That's look. fair. I don't. I don't like Freddie's look. I love Robert England. I loved his portrayal of things in there. I, just, I could not get behind the makeup and his new design. I did not like it. You know that's fair. That's fair. I the, the reason why I liked it is because you actually got to see Robert England playing the duality of his own person. Character. Yeah, yeah. Char- he's playing himself along with actually being Freddy and all this other fun stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it's fantastic. And, that's also like one of my like one of my. It's like if we're talking supernatural and stuff like that. I would like to really put like Pinhead versus wishmaster because that'd be like a better comparison because wishmaster is one of my favorite films because it did bring in a lot of the horror icons you Mm -hmm. have robert england in there you have tony todd you have um i forgot his name for the first jason in there like you have so many nods to the like like now foundation of how horror is yeah in there (laughs) and you know actually that would be a really hard matchup because pinhead I mean, like Pinhead versus Wishmaster, both of them can't die by conventional means. Like, I think the way that the Wishmaster died was through using his own, like, past self. I, I, I don't remember if it was his past self or not, but like there, there was a very specific way with like the gem and everything like that, especially specifically with the gem yep. and how he is. But uh, and same with Pinhead is like, again, up to your cube or whatever variation of it that it is for one and two the mm-hmm. centibytes are consistently changing and evolving i mean hell you've seen pinhead die several times or be yep. banished um but like in the second one specifically you actually see him get reverted back to human then killed <laughs> yep and then brought back for the third one and then the one where they went into space and they made the reverse laminate yeah. configuration and yep. actually killed him there it was like like there's very specific ways that you that you have to kill pinhead in order for him for her depending on which version you're talking about to stay dead and i don't think that 
just through the box is a reasonable means because mm-hmm. and same with and same with the wishmaster the 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 gin in there is the genie itself is literally the, its entity in itself in a way too like it yep. it's the crystal's been broken or whatever it was and brought back to him because i mean like there's just there's like what two or three of them i don't remember but still I think, yeah i think there's three it's there's very specific ways to do these things instead of like your typical we must kill you know serial killer it's not just yeah. that easy <laughs> Yeah, it's not like, oh, I have a shotgun, I win by default. Yeah. No, it's like, how do I beat this supernatural entity at their own game? Like in the in the second in the second Hellraiser, I remember she bargained or no, it wasn't the second Hellraiser. It was the the guy that escaped and basically came back from hell and then absorbed other people's uh skin, organs and stuff like that to make himself whole again. And then she used the laminate configuration to summon the Cenobites and was like, hey, listen, he escaped from hell. I'll give you him if you leave me alone. That's the first one. It was the first one, you're right. I fucking love Clive Barker. Like Clive Barker's fucking fantastic with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's what really makes me like have a hard time on saying one or the other. On one hand, I feel like Wishmaster over the Hellraiser series, like why they would win is because like it's a very specific jewel, but there's like that internal world of it, like like mm-hmm. the laminate and the cube and that whole other dimension. But yeah. like there's still a calling for them to answer. Whereas yeah. the Wishmaster is it's him. Like he's yeah. it. <laughs> like what you're getting in front of you is him fully, no matter what. Yeah. He's not holding I don't... anything back. Where I think that Pinhead would put up a good fight, I don't think that he would be able to banish the Wishmaster, and I don't think the Wishmaster would be able to banish Pinhead, but I think that the Wishmaster would honestly make it to where Pinhead was backed into a corner to where he couldn't really, you know, do everything to Wishmaster, because Wishmaster can just be like, oh, I'm invulnerable to chains now. Or anything, really, realistically, because but the downfall with that is again, the Wishmaster is only in control of those who've started the wish, so he really can't do too much against Pinhead or the priest or yeah. any of the Cenobites, really, because like they haven't they're the same way. Like if you don't use the laminate, we can't do anything to you. Yeah. Whereas the same as the Wishmaster, if you don't make the wish or you don't make a wish, he has no control of you. But you make one you're done <laughs> yeah so i think it would have to be you would have to use the laminate configuration and make a wish simultaneously to make them fight each other of, and then yeah and even still it's like how how would you even win that because it's after you i really feel like if i if i were those killers and sense i'd be like okay you know give them the three wishes you can have your fun then we can do what we want you know or vice versa yeah. they would work together <laughs> they wouldn't fucking want to fight each other they'd be like okay, we can fuck with this person let's go yeah like we can like like they did like the like the wishmaster did to the little boy in the second one where where he just went after him continuously but he, he like he could have gotten him at any time but he was mm-hmm. like you know what i'm gonna play with this little kid for a little bit i gotta play with my food yep and what's what's messed up is that you know what you're getting when you go to the Cenobites. You don't know what you're getting when you're going to the Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you can be like, even I wish it's... to be rich. But he's like, oh, well, you can only spend the money on this. Yeah, and... or there's a lot of uh, 
gray area with that at least yeah. like you said you know with the Cenobites, at least that we've seen kind of thing it's like they promise you uh, under the false pretense of words and sense mm-hmm. uh the world's greatest pleasure and pain or whatever of the other paths you can choose that's what i loved about the remake is that it really combined several movies into one and did an actual yep. really good telling of all the stories in a way but i didn't i didn't know it was a book before it was mm-hmm. an actual thing it was uh, well, I found that out after this newest one came out. I was like, really? So I started doing a little bit of research. It's like seven or eight books. I was like, oh, wow. And if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the things either a Clive Barker helped with or one of those that he told his own interpretation of because mm-hmm. uh, it's one of one of Clive Barker's children. It's like, um, was it Fright Night or am I thinking of that wrong? I can't remember. But um, yeah, been, it's, it's, I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's Fright Night. Um, See, this is where, like, literally me and my wife, what we like to do is uh, we have, like, four different, like, trivia games just all purely based on horror. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. I See, I wish my wife liked horror. She's kind of a big chicken when it comes to that aspect because of the fact that she doesn't like horror. But, you know, I, 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 get, I, get, I get mine in where I can, where I'm like, ooh, the new Evil Dead's coming out. And she's like, cool, oh, I don't want to see it. I'm so like, good. all right, awesome. Yeah, no, and it's like my big see, I have to be careful uh, with my wife sometimes because she loves horror movies as much as I do and everything like that. Grand, whatever. Right. Love it. But I'm a very particular person or a peculiar person when it comes to certain horror. Like there's certain either shots or deaths or certain scenes that just like stand out to me. And I praise mm-hmm. them for like their detail on certain things or how gory it is or how it sounded like all these yeah. different things. And I go into praise with it, and my I get so many looks of just like, you're giving off some real like serial killer vibes, man. You might want to <laughs> tone it down a little bit. It's like I, I'm just telling you what I liked about this. And then you know, like recent movies, there have been like a lot of good specific scenes, and a lot of more recent horror movies that like just made me appreciate that sound effect and the visuals that are yep. a lost art with pr- uh, practical effects. Yeah, because I, like a lot, of, a lot of things hate- are not doing that. Yeah, I have to agree. But I also hated I hated it when we were in the mid 2010s and everything was just jump scare heavy. Like they cut out the yes. audio cues, they cut out the friggin' the, the, the visual tropes. And you just got to the point where you're just like, ah. Yeah, like you'll hear like some small ambient noise. And then when you literally hear nothing, it's like, OK, here it comes. Three, yeah. two, one. Oh it became very very predictable and then i love when thrillers really started like taking the chance of jump scares like uh taking lives like because taking lives was like one of those ones that like jump scares wasn't really a big thing because you pretty much saw things happening right then and there so then when there is a jump scare it actually has impact and then again that's what i liked about the thrillers of like i'd say late 2000 early 2010s uh, it was there was a lot of good instances of those in, uh, specific using of jump scares for like good things. And then, like you said, though, with most of the horror, though, it was very blah. I'm in your face. Same with yeah. video games. Because like because like Paranormal Activity and I use Paranormal Activity as a mute as the movie version of it. And then I'd have to go Alien Isolation as the video game aspect of it, because they're both like very ah in mm-hmm. your face. And you're just sitting there and you're like. The first couple times, and after that, you're just like three, two, one, jump scare. It's like oh, okay, there yeah, it is. yeah, exactly. It became predictable. Um, I mean, some of the like, if we're gonna go games real quick, um, games that really did the really where is it or what is in front of me kind of like horror 
was like amnesia like that did a very good like very good way of like how to scare you without being able to really do much like it's slowly stumbling at you and you can outrun it in a sense but like you have no way to defend yourself and it's more terrifying because there's not even like the music itself is just always so unnerving so you're consistently on edge yeah and And but back to the versus thing real quick on the uh how we're talking about all this both of the movies that we're talking about or genres both have adapted over time with like how the horror tropes went with as well mm-hmm. like with Wishmaster, i think it was up until like the mid 90s and then i think hellraiser other than like the more recent one um i think it went up until like mid 2000s maybe even early 2010s i don't fully remember i think i think early 2010s i think i think that's a safe bet because yeah, i remember I they did was... though one in space in like 2002 or something like that yeah i was like i know i know it went throughout the 90s um but i i really don't remember much of the later ones because they weren't really the best in my opinion but yeah also that that's something we should probably tell for everybody these are all our opinions like yeah we would love to hear some feedback or why you agree disagree so on and so forth but um from a personal standpoint like I don't like series running on too long because then you get burnt out. Yeah. Of it. I mean, look at everybody right now with the the superhero fatigue and um, mm-hmm. like I mean the saws when they were coming out. I was like, oh god, another one. Yeah, because uh, they they put one out just about every other year for like pretty much four years back to back. And it was just like, oh yeah, because I mean I'm sorry. After Saw three, I just quit watching them. I haven't seen anything past Saw three. I have them all. I thoroughly appreciate with them in their own regards and stuff like that but the only ones right. i can absolutely say i love are one three and four that's it after that i'm like pretty that's fair <laughs> I, i'm sorry i i'm sorry i lied i i have seen four i have seen four because that was the one that uh chester bennington was in was it oh yes yes he was the uh the guy in the chair uh, that was in the in the, in car. the car yeah i'm trying to remember was that the fourth one or was that the fifth one Fuck, it's been a while. I haven't yeah. seen those movies in a hot minute. But yeah, that, I know that's the last one that I saw. So I'm, I'm sorry, I, I lied on that one. I think that might be five. It's been a while. I'll have to rewatch them. But, but um, yeah, no, back to that versus conversation. That's where it's like, I feel like it's super hard, though, because like mm-hmm. they're they're very circumstantial. They're very focused on an individual doing these things to themselves, in a sense, as opposed yeah. to jason or any other horror movie character that they they come to you in a sense to kill you whereas like these things they're here because of you yeah because i mean i mean like if you're if you're going to seek out the laminate configuration and it even says it in the book it's like it will give you your heart's truest desire so you're basically burnt on burnt out on all earthly pleasures which is what made I can't remember his name, the cat, the British captain go from being a British captain to being pinhead and being the hell mm-hmm. priest. It was that he was like, hey, I'm I've done everything that this world has to offer. I want more for me, for me. Yeah. And then he became the hell priest where like he's got where he can make other Cenobites, where he, where he can make, you know, the world change to his image around him and just do all these unearthly things is because of the power that he was given by the, um, the thing in the labyrinth. I forget what it's called. I think it's like yeah. the pillar or something like that. I think it's, the, I can't remember off the top of my head. They even mentioned it a little bit more in the new one too, but yeah, yeah it, it's, and with Wishmaster again, it's, he's his own entity in a sense with what I think it's the Ruby. Like some, it's some type of crystal. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But like that's, that's his world. And as long as you make the wish, you are doing this to yourself. 
unbeknownst to you, I mean, because he looks so lovely because, you know, he doesn't look fucking sketch yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. You, you can totally trust this this withered old man to give you everything that you've ever wanted, ever. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm, got it. <laughs> it's like, well, um, hmm. <laughs> and what's funny is that if as long as you don't make, if I remember correctly, in the second one, he kept pressuring the little boy to make the wish, even mm-hmm. though the little boy didn't want to. So as long as you didn't make the wish, he couldn't really do anything to you, but he would try to still pursue you in the aspect of like, oh, hey, make the wish and I'll, I'll go away or yeah. make the wish and I won't be your problem anymore. And the it was like, it's real. <laughs> and you're just sitting there, you're like, do I really want to make this wish? And it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, but speaking of like, let's say, uh, speaking of the verses, I would have to, I, I'm going to skip one and I'll come back to it later, but I'd have to go Hannibal Lecter versus Jigsaw. Because, because you made me, you, you brought up, you brought up Jigsaw and I was like, oh, that's actually on my list. I was <laughs> like, I was like, because both of them are geniuses in their own right. Whereas Hannibal is a face-to-face manipulator, sociopathic, I'm going to eat you type of killer. Jigsaw is someone that's like, oh, hey, you didn't appreciate life. Let me make you appreciate life. Yeah. Through I'm very ingenious traps. Up, yeah. Instead of putting the gun to your head and telling you to pull, it's like th- these traps are designed specifically around your sin yep. to make you realize what you have is so good. And <laughs> I paired those two together because I feel like Lecter would be a plausible target for Jigsaw. Because oh, he would be hundred uh, percent. I could I could see that being a thing, and I can also see Lecter doing Lecter things, as in like being able to be like, yeah, I can deal with this. I I welcome this pain. This is what I live for to get yep. through said trap to meet him personally. Mm-hmm. I I feel like if we're putting it as a versus situation, I feel like I'd have to give it to Hannibal for two major reasons. Okay. One, when we see um jigsaw uh john he's already got cancer so you know no matter anytime you see him it's progressed worse and worse and worse kind of thing yep yep lector has never had that issue so he's still fully bodied if Jigsaw's not literally looking at trying to incapacitate him with his trap and he still survives kind of pretty whatever like with enough flesh or whatever you have you and is still able to have one leg and at least one arm he would kill him and yeah savor that meal and it'd be like that worthy catch or worthy adversary so i would i would have to give it to hannibal for the sole fact of he he is a genius he's an actual physical doc or a little, little doctor kind of thing to the point where he can actually be like i know what i need to survive what i don't need and be willing to make those big sacrifices mm-hmm. that a lot of people aren't chop off your arm i'm not doing that i need both my arms he'd be like yeah. okay let's go yeah and like i i feel i feel like hannibal would be okay with making the sacrifices necessary like you said to get to jigsaw just for the simple fact that hannibal not only is the pettiest of killers on on my list but he's also like the most manipulative to a sense because like whether john gives him a time hack or not and and hannibal may be like oh i've got to get this key out of my eyeball or or whatever this or whatever the case is and he and and hannibal i mean he's done it he did it in red dragon where he basically love that book oh my god so good 
where he basically cut a piece of his own flesh off to save Clarice. Mm -hmm. And he just stands over as he watches, watches this guy get eaten by pigs. And he's just like, Mm -hmm. I leave now. Like, I I feel like after he'd already. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That that wasn't Red Dragon. That was was Hannibal. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman's character. You can't really tell it was Gary Oldman under all that makeup. I forgot. Yeah, that was Gary Oldman. Red Dragon's the one where the guy, where he was trying to hunt the guy that was, had the tattoo on his back. I'm yeah, sorry, I mixed was, those up. Um, that was, uh, Voldemort. Oh my God, Ralph Fiennes. Uh, yeah, Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes and uh, Edward Norton. Fantastic yeah, and, film. Fantastic film. Well, and like, because not only did Hannibal have this guy carve off his own, manipulate this guy into carving off his own face and then feed it to his own dog. Yeah, he then basically kills the guy again by pushing him off of a, a, a small cliff into where pigs that were he's trained not be able to take care of himself. He's not going yeah. to pick himself up or anything. He's just like, ah, deuces, have fun. Yeah, and, and I mean, I just feel as though Hannibal Hannibal would probably come out on top on Jigsaw just for the simple fact that like Jigsaw doesn't value his own life because he knows his time is limited. But he feels like he might be able to teach Hannibal Lecter a lesson, even if mm-hmm. even if he doesn't succeed in that, he still he'll still try to like set up John some type. John will do of what he would have to to make sure that he would appreciate what he's got or his freedom afterwards, because you mm-hmm. know Jigsaw's not going to turn them into the cops or whatever. I, I feel like in some sense Hannibal would probably use either a his manipulative <laughs> uh, aspects and or charm, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, his charisma to work with John. Just for free mm-hmm. meals, in a sense. <laughs> yeah, I can like, see that. I, I could see, I could see them working together, but like, I feel like they're completely hostile to each other and stuff like that. I, I still feel like Hannibal would show that appreciation because it's that thrill of the hunt. Because that's why he likes playing the cat and mouse game with Clarice, like through everything. Yeah, he enjoys that. Yeah, and I mean, he never his intention was never to kill and eat Clarice. Like, like anytime it's you ever the watch back it, of his head. It's yeah. in the back of his head. Like I could, he's had several opportunities. Like, you know, easy this is. <laughs> but he views her. The, I think the reason that he won't kill Clarice or that he'll never kill Clarice is for the simple fact that he views her as an intellectual equal where mm-hmm. she thinks outside of the box the same way that he does after being and in his she mind. she still pursues him even when she knows how dangerous he is. And then time and time again, it's like they yep. are one of each other in a sense. Yeah, it's like it's like Batman and Joker. Like, yeah, you can't have one the without the name. other. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. It's like always been in the back of my mind where I was like, why didn't he kill Clarice? And it was like you said, it was because of the thrill of the hunt for him. It wasn't so much the to catch the prey. It was more so him trying to play with to, the prey. Yeah. And I mean, hell, he even killed her partner in Hannibal when he mm-hmm. cut the dude's to cut the dude's head off, uh, cut the top of his head off and was like sitting there just like picking parts of his brains out and yeah. feeding it to him. Like that's uh, that, that seems demented, but at the same time, like he did it in such a fashion to where he outsmarted two FBI top criminal investigative agents and was yeah. just like, mm, Oh, you right guys are so hard you. to confuse and or get a hold of. Oh gosh, darn it. I got two of you. Oh, I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he even dressed Clarice up in a nice dress and all that yeah, stuff. And yeah, it was just like, like he could have easily just been like, oh, yeah, done. <laughs> but no, it was just like, you know what? I'm going to savor this. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be petty and I'm going to make her watch me as I eat 
part of her partner's brain because he because he died after that oh 100 percent, 100 percent. um I think it's it's so hard with some of these verses because like they're so circumstantial like because yeah i feel like if you even do like joke ones like chucky versus leprechaun or uh puppet See, master I thought versus, about that. Uh, like puppet master versus dead silence or uh mm. if you even go to like supernatural in a sense you can throw like what the conjuring versus the exorcist or you know stuff like that like it's it's, it's so circumstantial because the way they present the movies in certain senses like i mean Everyone does praise the Exorcist for right reasons. For its time, it was a very graphic, terrifying film. And mm-hmm. nowadays, it's like I feel like a lot of the paranormal or like possession ones specifically try to follow in its footsteps instead of branching out and trying with yeah. what's shown and go at it to a different way. And then when they do do that, it usually falls flat because it's just so bad. And yeah. what I'll use as an example would be like Ouija board or uh, oh, Ouija. God. Like the first one, yeah. I heard the second one's better. I haven't seen it. I, I, I've second, the second one was better. The I second one was better. <laughs> I, I, I will say it is worth an afternoon watch if you have any free time, but it's not like, oh, let me go out and actually buy the physical copy of this Blu-ray. It's kind of like, it's, be, it's better than the first one, where the first one was just kind of like, it, it fell into that trope of being jump scare reliant, and it was like, it was like, okay, so you mean for me to beat this entity, I have to kill the ouija board that it's attached to yeah it, it was so weird if we're gonna also do a versus one of the things i'm really tired of with the fucking horror genre i i bring this one personally is like the whole this one person versus this entity always triumphing kind of thing like for instance and the one that i'm going to use specifically is going to be like it follows or uh lights out yeah specifically because for one, I, I absolutely hate it. It follows. There's no nothing scary about it to yeah. me whatsoever. It's a it's a fucking ghost hunting you because you fucking spread around a ghost STD pretty much. Yeah, like I, I, like, I didn't I think it was a good it. movie. I hate I it. hated it. But um, it uh, lights out. I I hate the trope of like the reason why this is all of a sudden happening is because mom's friends whatever fucking died really young and now they're staying together but she's trying to be moved for or whatever the fucking plot was behind it. i don't even remember the fucking plot i don't even remember but it's just that it's a childhood friend haunting everybody and anyone was close to her kind of thing it was like the stupidest thing like there's so yeah. many other ways they could have gone with it and i i don't mind evil entities or possessions and stuff like that like again blair witch the original and the remake or the the better sequel the only sequel that i will ever count it as um yeah touches on it is that it's like that's a good way to do it as yeah that's how you can do an evil entity is like the witch and the forest but you don't really see it and so you can it, your mind makes it way scarier than what it actually is and which is what i yeah. love about that kind of aspect i honestly Where i have at, to i have to say that the blair witch is a, is a good example because oh excuse me because that it was um you never actually saw the entity the witch and the only time yeah. you do see it is in the new newish newer one and they did it very subtle in a very good way. I mean, if we're going to bring, we're talking about it, it's like one of the other things they can do is like when you're trying to change the genre of said franchise, uh-huh. uh, which is also a good way to use an example because you never want to do what the Book of Shadows did, which is like, oh, God, be the worst thing ever. <laughs> I hated it. Mm-hmm. But that's where like that whole versus like one person or people versus this entity. I mean, again, even though I love the movie, the original and the, the new ones like it. I, I get so tired of like the whole this group of people with like care, love and kindness can destroy this 
thing. I understand it's movies. Yeah. We need the good guys to win. Blah blah blah. I'm just so tired of it. I really am. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I liked I actually I don't know if you've seen it or not, but Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep was a good I've heard nothing but good things about it. I have yet to see it. Doctor Sleep was actually uh the book is friggin' it's it's a it's it's a long it's a long dry read for like the first like couple chapters, <laughs> but then it picks up after that. And then the movie, it kind of picks apart the parts that made the book good and puts that in the movie. Whereas like uh, with Dr. Sleep, it's a group of people versus little, little, uh, the, the son from the shining. Mm-hmm. And he has to go. Spoiler alert. He has to, he has to go back to the hotel. Yeah. And I know that's uses, the whole premise behind it. That that's all I know though. And he uses he uses the hotel as a weapon. So like that, like I like that trope. It's like, hey, this thing that traumatized me as a kid, I'm going to use that as a weapon. Whereas like it's not so much like, oh, I'm just going to love this thing to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that I and see. I can see it better that way instead of, you know, what you were saying, because like, it's just yeah. I get so. I'm more when it comes to horror, I, I'm more of a creature feature person because I love seeing yeah. either a this monster or this animal or this person, in a sense, be this vicious, vile, rampaging, <laughs> bloodthirsty thing and actually seeing it that way. Like a prime example for me that I absolutely love it in would be, again, like as cheesy as it is, like would be like Deep Blue Sea. Like I love those yeah. kind of horror movies. Like, yeah, as cheesy as they are and stuff like that, or whatever you have, you Lake Placid's another one that always jumps to my mind. The Meg, I absolutely loved that movie. I didn't think uh, the Meg was bad, honestly. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I like. I like creatures features, and I'm probably going to catch flack for this, but I actually am a big fan of the Piranha franchise. I have. I haven't seen the newer ones. Like, I think it was like mid 2010s and more recent ones because there was like piranha and then piranha 3d and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh but the originals i i could appreciate that because see what it reminds me of is like, I like when the originals jaws came and out yeah yeah it's like uh when jaws came out like it did make people terrified of the beach and it was a very very good like horror thing like a real life horror instance where you're like holy shit and i do like how movies like lake placid anaconda um oh yeah Congo and stuff like that have been brought into like animals actually being the, the killer and so on and so forth. But it's mm-hmm. like it throws me back to the like late 40s, early 50s horror like creature features where it's like the, thing, the, because of, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon. And well, no, I was going to say more of like where Godzilla came from, all of our nuclear fair. testing and stuff. We got these giant lizards. You got giant ants from like the movie Them, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, you got tarantula, which is this. Oh, we're experimenting these growth hormones on a tarantula, and <laughs> lo and behold, it hides behind a goddamn mountain. <laughs> See, I I love I love the movie Tarantula for the simple fact that it that it gave us the gem, the absolute gem of Eight Legged Freaks. Oh yeah, agreed. Like I love that movie too. Like even though it's a comedy horror, I mean Zombieland mm-hmm. also fits in there, Shaun of the Dead, and so on and so forth. Fair. I absolutely love those kind of things. I just hate when like it's praised to hell and back, and then I get tired of it. Like Zombieland, unfortunately, like it's not one of my favorite films. I I, I enjoyed get... Zombieland, but it's not. Yeah, it's not one of my favorite films. I'd See, rather sit again, down and watch Day of the Dead. See, for me, I don't get me wrong. I'll always watch a Romero film, no matter what. Like yeah. Day of the Dead, like is my number one Romero film of all time. Don't get me wrong, but it's like when you hear of like zombies, at least to me. This will, okay, this is what I want to ask a question then. I have a versus for you. Okay. 
what do you classify as the the zombie aspect for one because mm -hmm. i want to know what would you put the creatures or the virus is the rage virus from 28 days later versus your standard mm. typical zombies which one would you think would be the winning force and or the more dominant force because again the rage virus is literally just you you're spreading it pretty much and killing mm -hmm. people you're not really doing much after that you're either killing this person or you like turn them and then run away because they, they show that several times between 28 days and 28 weeks yep whereas the zombies or that kind of virus in a sense it takes a scratch a bite saliva anything like that and you're immediately churned or not yeah. immediately but it's a, it's a process would it they cancel each other out and just kill the host or would one be more predominant is my my versus I question i guess i would have to say that the zombie virus would be the more predominant in that situation because of the simple fact that when it comes to zombies they've been shown even in like Cesar Romero they've been shown to like mutate and become smarter be, be, be able to retain like certain things due to a simple mutation with the infection in, in, of itself to where it's like oh we had a guy that was a football star in high school and now is a super strong zombie in this in the, in, in this day of the dead film yeah so and, like and the, what I love about Romero's films like George like you can see throughout the years on how there's an evolution of from just these brain dead, brain dead murdering things. And then like Dawn of the Dead, you see them like working and experimenting and mm -hmm. trying to learn more to, you know, Land of the Dead, where you actually see that uh, like small sentient thing inside their head of them still acting like it's in, they're alive, like the gas yep. tendon, you know, like he's still trying to pump gas. It's like that recesses primitive back in your mind things that have evolved. The body has mm -hmm. not, I mean, slowly decayed and everything like that, but that mindset is still there somewhere. Yeah. So I would say that the zombie virus honestly would probably cancel out the 28 days later rage virus, just for the simple fact that like, the zombie virus is known to adapt and mutate to where like we go from having like normal the old zombies from way back in night of the, the living dead ones, back in, yeah. to where we have like sentient zombies or or mutated zombies like they like they had with um with like the walking dead or I was going to say, or you could just uh, pretty much be like, uh, make them like uh, ghouls from Fallout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the ghouls from Fallout. I, I, would, I would consider them zombies. Another, another one would have to be like Left 4 Dead. How they had like yeah. your base zombie, which was like your hordes. And then you had your tanks, mm -hmm. you had your spitter, you had your jockeys, you had all these other different Smoker, variations. hunter, yeah. And, it's, and, and then you had the witch. <laughs> like as soon as you heard yeah. crying, you're like, oh no. I'm done. <laughs> We're running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But see, my counter argument, and I, I don't like the 28 franchise personally. But that's fair. The, 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 the counter argument I bring to you is you got to remember the rage virus is at max, what, maybe a minute, and then you're like showing the signs and already doing yeah. and changing. Yeah. So again, I feel. If you were to pretty much have, let's say, the exact same parallel worlds and then drop zombie virus here, rage virus here, I feel like, and then kind of put them together or at least in the same area. I personally feel like, in a sense, regardless of how the zombies turn out, just your typical standard definition of a zombie, mm -hmm. 
I feel like the rage virus would win because they are that much more aggressive. They're that much more there to kill. That's fair. That's why I brought this up because I felt like as much as I want to say the zombie virus would win because of like that virus can spread airborne or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The rage virus, whether it be one person, because again, point of example being 28 weeks later is the dude gets bit and then leaves that confined area and then just infects this whole clean area. It was just that one guy. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel, I feel though the zombies would probably see the rage virus recipients more of the of a meal than anything because I, I mean even with the rage virus you're not totally a zombie you're not you're not dying and decaying yeah, you're, you're still yeah, a yeah, human. you're not a zombie you're just enraged it's like a complete yeah. rage thing and that's why i always have a problem people compare those two or like put like 28 days or 28 weeks later into like a zombie franchise like they're not zombies how many times do you see them actually eat people they don't yeah that's like the main definition of a fucking zombie <laughs> yeah and I, I could see, I could see them being zombies. Just, I, I could see the zombies giving the twenty-eight day virus a little bit of a headache, just for the simple fact that, like, if a zombie bites anything else, it becomes a zombie. Dogs, horses, anything that, that, like that's that. That's exactly what I was gonna say too. That's why I'm like, I, I want to say the the rage virus would, in theory, win because it would quote unquote just smash through all the zombies. However. Yeah. The zombie virus, I feel, would dominate and win only for the sole fact that because it, even though it's not immediate like the rage virus, mm-hmm. it can still travel and take over the host. Like, you know, like with Last of Us or anything like that, it's like a fungi mm-hmm. or a parasite that is controlling you. And yeah. like it overtakes literally the entire nervous system and structure and blah, 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 blah. I could, yeah, that, I could see that. that that's, that's why I'm like saying I, I see both sides. I just feel in just terms of this force wins because this force is now extinct would be the rage virus. If we're talking about the war, you know, lost the battle, won the war. I kind of want to say it'd be the zombies, at least through those definitions, or at least how everything can go. I I would see it being that way. If for whatever reason, the zombie virus or outbreak or whatever it is could overtake that rage virus in that sense. I, I, I'd have to say, I'd have to say if you introduce them both into the same host, I think that the zombie virus would win. But if it was the rage, if it was rage virus zombies versus just regular zombies, then I think that the rage virus would honestly win because it doesn't, it doesn't take, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't take much to transform someone into a rage virus host and then them turn it's into like that. blood or fluids because like, I mean, and the first 28 days later, you fucking just see the blood from a crow like yep. just right on him and started changing within like what? 10, 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even, I was going to say, I don't even think he made it to like a minute and he was just like already like, Wah! exactly. And so that's where I'm like, part of me says, if we're just talking mm. numbers, destroying numbers is definitely going to be the rage virus. But if yeah, we're talking I, like longevity and like winning the war, quote unquote, I, I kind of want to give it to the zombie virus because we know, yeah. well, we don't know actually, but in the movie sense and so on and so forth, it, that virus stays for years and can still continue to spread. Yeah. Whereas you don't really see that as often in the 28 universe in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. I could see that the... they're, they're still human bodies needing to eat, urinate, and so on and so forth, where the zombies are already dead in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have to give the initial fight to the rage virus just for the simple fact that like mm-hmm. zombies can also be 
rigor mortis. They can have like the same ailments that affect a a, a decaying and deceased body. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rage virus and... is still living tissue. Whereas yeah. like the that's why we have the walkers in Walking Dead is because the rigor mortis starts to set in the moment that you die, and everybody has that virus in them already. Whereas in 28 days later and 28 weeks later, it's more of oh. I got exposed to this person spitting on me by accident and they had it. Now I have it and I still have to eat and I still have like full mobility and everything like that. I'm not rigor mortis. I'm not stiff. Yeah. You, I it's can still, still living tissue, heart pumping and everything like that. It's just, you're not in control and you're killing everything, but you're starving yourself, burning out all this energy and so on and so forth. So that body can only last without all that really going like with no food or whatever you figure it can only last what? maybe 10 to 15 days realistically yeah yeah Yeah, because i mean it it, like it like they said when they were doing the research for it it spikes the adrenaline and adrenaline can keep you going for days Mm -hmm. after you're already like tired i think it's like nine days is like i think the longest you can really stay up before like you start literally like letting your body die or some shit like Mm -hmm. that like no matter what you're doing you're still feeding and working but without that sleep you will kill yourself (laughs) Mm mm-hmm and then on top of that, like, I think you can only go, uh, you can only go about three days without water and then mm-hmm. you can go a solid two weeks without food. So if you factor in all that stuff, you got maybe 10 days of use out of one rage, out of one rage virus infected person. Exactly. And in those At- 10 days, they could kill how many things without sleeping. Exactly. But then after like that 10 days, pretty much that body is just done. Finite. It's yep. gone. <laughs> yeah. And zombies won't eat dead things. They'll only eat living things. So if it gets bit, before it dies then it can convert over to the other side so i see so yeah i see the zombies winning in the long run but that initial short term i just I see have it to, being, i have to give it to the 28 yeah. series you know yeah and that, i have to give it as to much them. as i hate that series oh my god I, I i don't have the strongest dislike for it but i thought it was an interesting take on zombies I don't have a problem with the film. I hate when people refer to it as zombies. That's the yeah. basic. That's all. Yeah, because I I don't think I think I don't think it's I don't think that they're zombies. I really don't. I say zombies loosely for them, whereas like Walking the, Dead, virus Last of Us, mostly, you know, same, yeah, virus spreading and lasting X amount of time, so on and so forth. Yeah, no, they're I, basically I just aspect. infected. They're they're yeah. they're just essentially that's infected. The, that's the thing. Is the infected are still around? <clears> yeah. I see that. I see that. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just, I don't know, because, like, again, it's very circumstantial when you put some of the verses next to each other, especially, like, when that, we're doing, like, like series, because if you do just one-offs, in a sense, like, let's say the blob versus the thing, which is the more powerful alien, I mean, I still personally say it would be, like, you know, the thing, because it's ever-adapting and can infect whatever host kind of thing. Yeah, I, like, I could see the blob eating the thing and then the blob becoming the thing. Because of the simple fact that, like, it the like, fusion between both of them, yeah, yeah, it like because the thing is essentially it's its own virus, it's its own thing, and but yeah, it's like um, if the blob consumes it, blob becomes it because of the simple mm-hmm. fact that it's not a living ent- it's a living entity, but it's not a deceased entity outside of the human body because you remember when they did it and the the thing returns or the, the second one where it had the dog infect everyone. Yeah. Essentially. Well, the technical original, but uh, the prequel is explaining all that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was gonna say, I mean like, cause 
the original thing is the thing from another planet, which is why they're always classified as two different movies. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same kind of concept. Uh, it adapts, like whether it's eaten or not, it, it's still each, it's, each of it's its own individual piece specifically. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you said, you saw the head separating from the body and the body is destroyed, but that head's still alive because it's an individual every way it can be. And it adapts constantly. Yeah. So, so I mean, I wonder, I wonder like, what would happen if it wouldn't, like I like this might be a this might be a topic that we can discuss for another another yeah. one is that like what happens if the thing were to infect all of the human race yeah no i mean because the, the thing is we know it's an intelligent creature and we know mm -hmm. we just don't know what it originally looks like but we know it's an intelligent creature because it's building a fucking spaceship and literally in the antarctic <laughs> with what it can yeah and, and it's in like a prequel it has its own ship still so we know it's alien yeah, and we know it's smart, <laughs> and that's and that's the part that always like tripped me up too. Is I was just like, man, that thing came from outer space, landed here by accident, and was like, I got to get back home. Let me go over there and just killed all those people. It was like, oh, whoops. Mm -hmm. I, I, I could see that being being an episode of it, uh, in and of itself is just us talking about like what happened if the bad had won in certain horror movies. Oh, I could. I there's a lot that I would love to talk on that. I mean, oh, so even, like, there's several I can say that actually technically the bad does win, but that'll be a topic True. for another time. Yeah, a topic for another time. I'm definitely down with that. So going on with the with the verses, I have another one that I think you might like. Um, this is the one I skipped over. Pinhead versus Spawn. Ooh. Okay, so biasism intact i'm always gonna give it to spawn because that's my baby only problem mm -hmm. is every time he uses his powers he's gonna kill himself so like he he would be able to do it but at what cost would probably be to like his extreme limit for one that's why yeah. i would give it to him but he would probably come out on top however going back to our earlier conversation with what we did with wishmaster and pinhead remember spawn would have to make a deal with them but in order to have to deal with them if he doesn't yeah there's no no contest whatsoever <laughs> I the reason the reason why I say that is because both of them both of them are very are hell based. So let's say that we'll say, we'll say that Spawn is a product of 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 Pinhead's universe in this sense, right? To where he's an he, in a sense is what you're getting at. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, he's an ex-Cenobite where like, you know, they they always the 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 theme that I always notice with Pinhead is that he always gets his in the end regardless if he wins or loses he always gets his, he always gets either his man or what he initially set out to do which you know i i can it, see that yeah and if they were to summon him if someone were to summon him on the planet and instead of making a deal with the cenobites for their own uh physical body and soul they'd be like hey i know where spawn is and they take him to new york where they did in the second one i think where they where they had the the dude that could shoot the discs out of his out of his head was that the second I think that one was, i think that was a third one because the second one is where you see the original three centibytes or the four centibytes the chatterer um and the others uh chatter get, get, get turned into human and then killed oh yeah that's right that's right i'm sorry so, yeah so it would have been the third one. one i think it's the third one give me the fourth one it's been so long since i've seen all the hellraisers yeah, <laughs> it was... get back into them 
I, I have to I have to rewatch. I have to I only missed like four of them total. But yeah, that that would be my thing is that like we're we're giving spawn all of his same powers. The only difference is that instead of him being a a hell spawn, he's a former Cenobite with hell spawn powers. Yeah, yeah. I know I, I got what the comparison you were trying to get from from there to that. It's just it's such a hard still because again, my biasism like will not budge. I will always say spawn, yeah. whether it's true or not. <laughs> but yeah, no, it'd be it'd be a toughie to really kind of have that niche of a category to really throw in there. Um, because again, at least with the Cenobites, there's some rhyme and reason with spawn. He's just trying to live out the rest of his days in a way, but every time he does fire yeah. or whatever, every win is technically a victory for hell because he's still sending souls and or whatever to Malbolgia, and Malbolgia is going to be happy with it either way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I was like, because as, as I was doing like research of this list, I was like, what would be, you know, kind of kind of similar? Because another one I have is Jack Torrance versus Norman Bates versus Patrick Bateman. So you have The Shining versus Psycho versus American Psycho. And all of them are, you know, same level of unhinged at this yeah, point. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. <clears throat> oh, that one. Because. Okay, if... so I would say personally, I'd have to give it to patrick bateman for the sole fact of he's constantly moving and killing whereas yeah. jack is specifically in the hotel and uh norman is specifically in the motel yeah like, it's on their specific grounds whereas patrick is just like i'm out and about in the world it doesn't <laughs> matter where i go i can get mine yeah i see i was leaning towards patrick just for the simple fact is that he's not He's not just crazy, but he's calculated crazy. Like he did mm -hmm. when he when he did his first kill in American Psycho when he killed the guy in the in the chair. He turned on music so that way no one could hear him scream. He put down paper and plastic to cover up the blood, wore a raincoat mm -hmm. to protect himself from blood splatter, hid the axe just out of sight of his drunken friend, and mm -hmm. then set That's the all premeditated. Yeah, like he thought whereas, everything this out very meticulously. Yeah, whereas you got Norman and Jack who Norman is yes unhinged. Don't get me wrong, but oh, like, yeah. it's only on the hotel grounds. Yeah, and then same with Jack. He was totally fine, whatever. But the house slowly took him piece by piece by piece, so where he's like subservient to the house itself and the need to yep. kill. Yeah, I feel I I feel I feel like Bateman would come out on top in this one because of the simple fact that like he'd be like, oh, I'm in New Hampshire right now. I'll be in Colorado next week, and then I don't know where the bates motel was supposed to be at in america i think it was supposed to be somewhere between like wisconsin and oklahoma i i don't fully remember but regardless he, he would literally go out of his way whereas the other two are not comfortable leaving their areas yeah and i i feel i feel like bateman would would be would make him to where they're unsuspecting but as soon as they go to make their move that's when he would strike yeah I feel like he would be the counter, the counterpoint to their initial point where it's like, oh, you broke into my room at three in the morning to kill me while I'm taking a shower. Ha ha, I'm in the closet. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like he would be that one step ahead to where he's just like, gotcha. Yeah, he, so, yeah. he would have 
he would have planned it and or at least brought them out of their element to come to him in the sense because he, yeah. he will bring his kills home <laughs> yeah and I, I i feel like is as long as he knows the grounds on which they stand he's gonna he's gonna go to them so that way he's like hey you got the home field advantage make me work for it mm-hmm. yeah because he he's very very meticulous on that and like when he does his random killing like when he kills the homeless man kind of thing it, it's like it shakes him to his core a little because he's like this wasn't planned whereas yeah. when he knows when he wants to do it he's just in the zone he's got it all ready to go yep and then he takes over he takes over a person's identity for part of the movie if i remember correctly is like as like a way to kill another person and he's just like mm-hmm. ha i have access to their bank accounts i have access to their portfolio i have access to all of their money my first kill paid off in this sense, so that way I can use it to do these these number of kills, and all they're going to do is they're going to trace it back to the guy that I killed in the first place because I gave him a false name. Yeah, exactly. And it it, it, would, it would be very interesting to see like brought to life, but like I, I feel like it'd be Patrick for sure. I, I feel like yeah. he'd be the, the smartest uh, and or the, the more dedicated in a sense to actually go out and get them, because he would. He would. Yeah. I mean, it'd be in the same sense as like again the vigilante hero, like Punisher, Dexter. <clears throat> they will go where Dexter. they need to. Oh, same, same. But it's like they would go because they know where they have to go to do these things, and because mm-hmm. they know that they're not, they don't want them to know that they're coming. So they're gonna do everything they can to be as sneakily as possible, but make oh, them yeah. know that they're, they're repenting or doing whatever. Yeah, and then there are times like again where where you get like Punisher again. Like if we're gonna kind of equate those two, he'll just fucking just go in guns blazing, literally. Yeah, he's just like, hey, you know what? If I can't fill it with enough bullets, I haven't won. Yeah, exactly. And like, like when it comes to belief systems, I like Punisher's belief system, where it's like, you know, after all the murderers are dead, there's still one bullet, and he still points to himself. It's like that's some that's some poetic justice right there. I love it. Yeah. And and he he said it best in the Punisher series where the where him and Daredevil were having a talk. And he said, well, what happens, Frank? What happens when you when you when you get yours? When someone finally comes after you, he goes, they better not miss. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's that's fair because he's, he's out. He's out there to rid the world of evil, no matter how many body bags he has to fill. But at the same time, he doesn't want he doesn't he doesn't not want him to be in one of them. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's just it, there's a lot of ways to go about it, but like. Oh god, there's so many more we can go on. This might have to be a two-parter. <laughs> I I've got uh I've got one more I'd actually like to get your 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 instance on. All right. Uh predator, a basic predator out to hunt, no no phasma blaster or anything like that, just spear and wrist gauntlets and you know the basic necessities that every predator teenager, gets when they go on. Teenager. Yep. Versus the creeper. Cause this this is something I could see them actually going after. Because he would be considered viable so, prey. Yeah, well, he'd be challenging prey. <clears throat> so, if we're talking bare bones to the ground, the creepers always got. I mean, the only thing really you see with the creeper is uh, the, the the jeep. Realistically, that's about it. Yeah. Um, part of me, I mean, well, we see him with some tools in the second one too, and we don't talk about the third one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the third one was like, eh. oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. I do like how uh, they did, I do like how they did his Jeep though and, and some of the mysticism behind him. But yeah, I, I outside do of that, too, but it's like mm. it was like not needed for it because yeah. Anywho, um yeah. Like the the first one, 
and the second one i feel like doesn't honest portrayal of like how violent it can be but again mm-hmm. i feel the predators would have to specifically know when he's not hibernating which would be again the was a 23rd spring every 23 years yeah I- um it would they would have to know that bit of information to truly hunt it. And it's only active for what, like a week? Yeah, it's active for 23 days. Yeah, or 23 days. That's right. 23 days it's active and it does most of its killing and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But for those 23 days, I still feel I would have to give it to a single predator for their sheer brute force for one. Yeah. And two, we're talking no camo or anything like that. They're excellent hunters, whereas the creeper disguised and or would just not really have a proper plan. They don't know really what to hunt. They just fuck. He just fucking went out there and grabbed whatever and just brought it back. Yeah, he just he, he, getting. he just smelled fear on him. And I don't I don't really know yeah. if the predators could sense fear, but I still or I, I don't know if they can feel fear, but I still like they I still feel like they would go after him because they would consider him a challenging hunt, like on the same level as a xenomorph or mm-hmm. um uh a an engineer because even in the comic books they hunt the engineers, they hunted woolly mammoths. They hunt a they, lot. Yeah. yeah, they've hunted they've hunted many of things, but that's part of the process is the the if you read like some of the comics and the older books and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, the predators that are mostly going out on these ventures are teenagers proving their trophy case to come back home and show that they're mm-hmm. warriors and they've they've been able to uh, be an adult out there. Yeah. Um, but with the creeper, again, it, it's it's its own thing. But they love that thrill of the hunt, risk and reward. I mean, you've seen it time and time again where a predator gets either injured by a human or saved by him or whatever they're very hesitant mm-hmm. about that trust because they are hunters it's like we're very hesitant if you know you shoot an animal you got to make sure it's dead because again like with a, a deer or let's say a bear came after you or a tiger or whatever if you don't know it's dead you know those things are going to leap out and get you and they're the same yeah. way with us in that sense so i, I feel like if, again if it's sleeping they're gonna <laughs> they will wait their time it doesn't matter how long it's been shown that the predators are they've been hunting for years millennia even yeah and and i mean even it, they they've even been shown to ex- like live for a couple hundred years like they did in mm-hmm. uh the one with donnie with, with donald glover where he yeah, throws him a pistol one. which is the uh, same. have you seen prey yeah okay and it's the same pistol from prey oh it is it is Jeez, i didn't even think about that yeah because it was it was it was a freaking old flintlock and he just throws it mm-hmm. to donald glover and he's just like what the fuck and he's just like it's an older it's an older predator Whereas, like, I think that the newer predators would probably, like, I think the creeper would probably get at least one of them because they're. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we're if we're seeing a single predator, a single predator hunt, hunting the creeper itself, so it's a one v one. I still give it to the predator because you gotta remember they are excellent hunters and they will mm-hmm. be like having their like sixth sense kick on. They're very very attuned to nature and so on and so forth to listen for those sounds and know what to engage and analyze. That's where I feel like it would take yeah. roughly about like forty six years because you figure maybe, well maybe not that long. Probably would do within the twenty three days. But they do research before they go in for their kills. They don't just yeah. start killing. I, th- I mean, I, th- I think that the way that it would actually come onto their radar. The, the for the creeper to come onto the predator's radar is if they were to have came to hunt a human and then they cross paths yeah and exactly he accident and he accidentally killed a predator and that's or when they're purposely. like yeah or purposefully and just been like hey that thing we want that thing in our trophy case and then mm-hmm. they basically 
they either hunt it into exhaustion to where like they hunt it to the very very last day and it cocoons itself and then they take it into space and then they deal with it again in another 23 years which isn't that long for them or mm. i feel like they come in the middle of one of his hunts and stop him from hunting a human to attack him yeah because I, I could i could see that situation and that's then that's what i'm saying like it, it a lot of these unfortunately are very circumstantial in senses but <laughs> this this um, one I, f- I feel is more uncircumstantial just for the simple no, fact that they they like the other way I, yeah. I, could, I could say it could go either way personally i i personally would still say it'd be the predators for the sole fact of like their hunting abilities and they've been doing it for who knows how long it's bred yeah. into them whereas for the creeper all it really knows is that that's just survival it adapts with the times don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but i feel like it's literally just only hunting humans it hasn't had that chance or thrill or option to like hunt other things whereas the predators yeah. have had all these different hunts under their belts yeah I, I i feel i feel like the predators would actually take this one home but i don't feel like it wouldn't come without like their bruises and bumps oh yeah no of course it wouldn't it wouldn't be just a oh done yeah and and what makes it even better is the fact that even if they do take his head and his spine they can come back and hunt him again so i think i think the creeper would actually be a new form of proving ground over the the humans <laughs> over the humans and over the xenomorphs because the xenomorphs are an infestation and well, that's they, what i was gonna say is you got to remember when it comes to the xenomorphs is that they are a hive mind they are like an insect where they breed like crazy it doesn't yep. take a lot for them to breed so no. that that already is the the, the dangerous zone <laughs> yeah and i feel i feel like them going after the creeper would be kind of a because it's it's also more sentient than you know the the aliens or the xenomorphs because they, yeah. they it, it actually knows how to drive use machinery uh craft weapons and so on and mm-hmm. so forth and it, and it's it actually can... smarter than us humans too because it and harder um, and, and harder to kill just for the simple mm-hmm. fact is that it can regenerate a head from just getting one of ours yeah exactly it can use other things to like graft to its body and adapt mm-hmm. but the but with the predators i mean they are again picture like you know 18 times the dense density and resilience of a human kind of thing mm-hmm. but they're still easy to put down that's like us and you put a bullet through its head it's done <laughs> yeah but i feel i feel like as far as like strength goes i think the predators even even teenage predators i think they would probably oh, yeah, be able to step toe to toe with the creeper <laughs> as far as, sure as just would. strength alone because Actually, i can guarantee you they would be able to i mean you really never see anyone beat down a fucking predator. Yeah. yeah, like I mean I mean even in the first predator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, they friggin' he, he he shoots he shoots it, stabs it, punches it, blows it up, and then eventually it's just like sitting there laughing at him as it's like typing it into its wrist gauntlet to do the friggin' mini Yeah. And it's just sitting there, it's just like ha 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 ha. He's like, You are one ugly motherfucker. Yeah, no, it, it's I, they're resilient. That's for sure. But that's why I yeah. feel like again, in the sense of being able to regenerate and still live without the head, like and the thing is, we don't really know how to kill said creeper. We know how how to kill a predator. Yeah. So I feel I, I feel like predators hmm. would probably take it to the extent of trying to figure out means of killing it. They'd probably start off with a simple decapitation, if anything, or a spine rip column. Yeah, something like yeah. that um yeah that's a hard one honestly i I feel like Uh, even though even though he can't really the creeper can't really die per se i still feel like the predators would 
find out that it's alive even even after like we'll say like a couple They'd find a way they yeah. find a way yeah because i mean we've never seen anyone try to disintegrate him we've never seen anyone take Burn him to space <laughs> yeah like it's always just been like oh let's take off his head and body parts. for a while but sending all these fucking people into space with horror themes unless it was alien yeah, I, don't based get I don't get that if they send jeepers creepers to horror i'm 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 done with horror like i think <laughs> that's it i'm done i quit there's so many things <laughs> but yeah I, I feel i feel like the predators would probably be a safe bet because i mean even if he takes out like if they send out like a three a three 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 man team yeah if they send out a three-man team to hunt him down i feel like he would still to, even if he took out two of the three and that and that hunt and that and that last one was about to get the kill it would probably be through ambush traps and you know all the other stuff mm -hmm. that the predators use and it would that last one would come out on top proving that he was the top tier choice for that and then when they find <laughs> out it's alive still they come back and just rinse and repeat until they figure out how to kill it, even if they lose a couple hundred predators in the process over the course of like uh, yeah, a couple hundred years. I could, I could definitely see that too. I mean, it's just in a sense too, they could defeat it with the sole fact of, you know, okay, as long as it's like, treat it like if you want like dead space, take off its limbs and fucking <laughs> we're good. It's going to take them yeah. a while. Yeah. We just constantly keep doing that every so often. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, even 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 the basic predators have thermal imaging in their in their helmets. So I mean, if even if they have that, they have a way of tracking him at all times. They have a way of making it to where they can mimic human human voices. Because I mean, they do that mm -hmm. quite frequently, and then they'll mimic a human voice to make him think that he's hearing a human voice over there when they just sneak up behind him and just risk gauntlet through the gut and then just just yank out Rip his up. spine. Yeah. Like I like yeah I I see I see the predators taking that one, just for the simple fact that they're more tenacious, and they're more savvy to hunting. Yeah, very that, that's dangerous the game. Thing. I would say that's the biggest thing that I was that I could always throw with them when it comes to some of these verses. Like if we're doing anything with the predators, they have such a diversity of hunts, and like if you don't just see one chieftain's wall or one predator's wall, like mm -hmm. there's just there's constantly differing things. There's not just one central hunt. <laughs> yeah yeah and with with them also it's not so much one specific creature that they want to kill it's what is going to challenge me the most mm -hmm. and once once they once word of the of the creeper gets out that it's unkillable then other ones are going to try and find a way to kill it so other predators will come to earth just to fight the just to fight the creeper so it'll turn into a Every twenty-three days, we let him hunt for three days, and then we hunt him for the rest of the, for the other twenty or something mm -hmm. like that. Like it'll turn well, into a ritual with him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It would be, it'd be a very precise ritual, like they did with the aliens and stuff. I was also going to say it's like the whole um, re its rejuvenation cycle also is very very fast. So it's like mm -hmm. they would have to adapt really really quick. I mean, like they would see it as like that next big challenge because like in prey, you, you see it how. <laughs> that that ancient one or that ancient one but that older predator model mm -hmm. in a sense was testing its limits on literally everything whether it be mm -hmm. you know birds or the bear like it, yeah. you see it testing itself against the natives of the land before it just goes after whatever because once it realizes what humans were capable of then it's like oh these are the ones i need to watch out for yeah and then what what also what also i think would play into their favor is just the pure size of the predators 
because even even like your basic predator stands at about eight feet, seven feet tall, and then you have your super predators where they stand at around about twelve to sixteen feet tall. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you get one of the ones that have mutated and become that bigger version to go up against the creeper, all he's gonna do is just grab him like it did in um in in uh what was predators. It? What was- yeah, the Predators, where he just grabs one of them and just starts slamming them around like Hulk <laughs> smash. Well, I also, since we're talking about this and everything like that, since you said the whole, uh, remember how the Creeper can regenerate from, like, another human's body part? What if it mm-hmm. got a hold of one of the Predators? Ooh. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, that, that just popped in my head. I was like, well, what if it took a Predator head? Oh, what if it took a lot of the Predator? <laughs> yeah, like, what, like, 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 what, like, what if he took a, pre- like a Predator's uh, arms and legs? After, yeah. after you killed it, it and everything like it that, adapts like, with it. So, like that would be that that would definitely be something. I still think it would give it to the predators for the sole fact of they're learning. Yeah. To, they learn to adapt on the fly. But mm-hmm. just that—that's some food for thought right there. Yeah, that would. I don't. Oh, yeah. Because I, I still, I still say the predators would take it home because I mean, even though the creeper himself is strong enough to basically like lift up half of a bus with just him just trying to fly. Well, he's anchored to another vehicle on top of that, and he snatches yeah. that other vehicle off the ground clean, like little to no effort. Like I feel like even a base predator that stands at about eight feet tall, that's like 18 times stronger than the world's strongest man, would mm-hmm. be able to just grab a hold of him and just use him as the weapon to kill him with. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, how many times have we seen like a predator crush another prey's, uh, crush a prey's head or... Or just smash or just be able to pick them up like no problem, like yeah. one arm, just lifting up full size dudes. <laughs> yeah, like freaking two hundred and sixty five or two hundred plus pound Arnold Schwarzenegger and just throwing them across the forest floor. Yeah, exactly. You don't like, really see that with the, the the creeper. The creeper. I mean, yeah. you see it do some pretty like extraordinary feats, but nothing like that. Like, I, yeah, it's just hell. You even see an AVP where it fucking punches through cinder block. <laughs> There's like, so much. Like I, I, I feel I feel strength level. I feel I feel strength level, adaptability, and battle IQ would all have to be, be predators. Yeah, like I think the only thing that the creeper has on all of on all of the predators is its longevity. It's it's yeah, just its ability to just regenerate. Willing to like uh, graft with uh, mm-hmm. whatever it puts against its body because we know it does it with heads, and we assume we're assuming right here that it can be done with legs, arms, so on and so forth. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, it does it does it in the first one when it gets ran over by the car, yeah, and when it's going through the it, prison it sheds, yeah, and it and just like it eyes just... and yeah, no, that's true. I forgot about that. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. <laughs> so I, I think, I think whatever it eats, quote unquote, becomes a part of it, which is why it can mimic human speech. It can talk yeah. to us and stuff like that. Which is why I, I kind of wish they would have kept that scene in there where he had like the thick southern draw because he had just killed. The cop after he bit its after he bit his tongue out and was like, mm-hmm. "Now y'all like, should like, run." It, it reminds me because it takes Justin Long's eyes, his character's eyes. Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, uh, see, that's that that's the whole another thing that could be. I just uh, yeah, I still I still I still but feel like very circumstantial. <laughs> it's still very circumstantial. Yeah, because I mean, if they if they let it hunt to where he's at peak where he's at peak performance for just a couple days, because I mean, after after just like a couple days, I'm sure he's got a couple. Of kills under his belt, you know, like mm-hmm. at, at minimum one per day. Everything he wants, yeah, out of that because yeah. he pick, he he picks what body parts he wants out of specific targets. So if he's if they let him hunt for a couple of days and then they go after him, 
I feel like he would only grow weaker over time because he's not getting what he needs from his prey. Yeah. Where he is the prey versus him being the predator. I feel like what he needs. Yeah. I feel like the predator, the predators would eventually just wear him down because he would eventually learn that, Hey, these guys are just as strong as I am. They're just as smart as I am then they can fight for just as long as I can. Because how many times have we seen like a dismembered predator, like pulling a blade into itself just to get the kill on a Xenomorph? Mm -hmm. Like, yep. I also apologize for that train. (laughs) No, you're fine. (laughs) You're fine. I just like, yeah, I feel, I feel like the predators would adapt to him very quickly. Oh, they have to, they have to, he would, he would be, he'd become the next, like you'd have the Xenomorphs and you'd have, or you'd have then that. Yeah. Like I feel like they would just be another checklist of how they can prove themselves, and they just gotta they just got a waiting period in between the, in in between that hunt. That's it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I can full heartedly see that. But yeah, I I don't see the creeper winning this one. No matter no matter no 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 matter how much he tries, like yeah, they they may have he may have longevity, <laughs> but they can spear him out of the sky. Oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure, I agree. I think we're both hitting that wall. <laughs> I think we are too. <laughs> I I honestly think I, this. I think this turned out better than than I thought it would. Even though me and you've always had like really good chemistry on on subjects like this. Oh yeah, it's just the, the problem with ha- like having these sort of debates and or just conversations and stuff is we start with one thing and can divulge into like several other things and come back to that one yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's like a full circle to where we're sitting there and we're like, Hey, well, what about, what about if we include this portion of it? And we're like, Oh, I didn't think about that. That is mm-hmm. true. Cause like, I mean, even if the creeper like go back to the creeper thing is even if he did get a part of the predator, he's no longer, he, he's not, a, he's not part predator. The predator is no, now yeah. part of him. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot just, of things that can go into it. That, that's why yeah. I brought it up. Yeah, and I just I I, I feel I, I still feel I still feel like this turned out better than I thought it would because I was like that's why I made such a long list is because like just in, just to fill in that little that little tip. What if there's dead air? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like I'm like okay, how do I keep this going and talking? Because I know Miz I know Miz is gonna have some good ones, but I want to come out I want to come out swinging too. That that's what oh, like I just there's always a lot up there. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I brought up like Hannibal Lecter Jigsaw. There's a couple of ones that we didn't touch with mine, which is funny that when you brought up the Wishmaster and Pinhead, I have them on my list, but not versus each other. <laughs> versus and, others. Yeah. Pinhead versus Spawn was one, and then Ash Williams versus the Wishmaster. Ooh. That'd be, that'd be a whole other topic we'll have to bring up. Yeah. On. That's why I feel like there should be a part two for this one. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's when we could probably get Irish in on too. Because I, I know both of you are going to have different takes as far as Ash. Oh, I, I, I love Ash, but I, I, I don't see it being close personally. But I mean, if we brought Irish in for sure, for sure, I'm pretty sure he has some choice words. <laughs> yeah. I, I, feel, I, feel like that, I feel like that would be a good one if we, if we wanted to. If he can. But yeah, yeah I've well, got I've got like a couple other ones that I didn't talk about. But oh darn, yeah. part two. Part two. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, we we can definitely do another one of these whenever you're available. Oh yeah. Well we'll be in touch, trust me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, big time. I'm just typing in some notes on this one. But um oh, you're good. 
I don't I don't really know how to end a podcast. Like normally with like a stream or a YouTube video, it's like, hey, see you next time. Yeah, I mean, just do the whole typical. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that works for me. So I, I guess from I guess from me, I'll, I'll see you guys whenever. <laughs> <laughs>